0: Welcome to the Yeah Girl podcast, where we're tackling hard
1: topics with women of the word. Hey guys, welcome back to the Yeah Girl podcast. I'm your host, Bree, And I'm Skylar. This week, not week, this month, we are talking <laughs> about um, church hurt. We are continuing our series of common topics that women struggle with. And church hurt can be a very um, delicate subject. It can be a very sore subject for others and for lots of girls, for people who are struggling um, with people hurting them in the church, or maybe unknowingly that we are the ones hurting people. So Mm -hmm. we're going to try to tackle this Mm -hmm. as um, delicately as we can. And just know that like Skylar and I both have gone through quite a bit of church hurt. And so we are not attacking anyone we're not calling nope. anyone out we are speaking on our experience and what god's taught us through it yeah and want to encourage others and keep all of us accountable yeah because we need for sure. it so um first question is have we experienced church hurt skylar do you want to start us off yeah
0: definitely so i have experienced a lot of church hurt and i think what people don't talk about is working in the church. You are susceptible to people's opinions quite Mm -hmm. often and susceptible to what people think you should be doing, how you should be living your life. Um, and they'll tell you or they'll tell other people, um, for you. Mm. So I just had a one instance recently where, um, a false rumor got out of me and my boyfriend sleeping together. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. I didn't hear that.
0: Yeah, that's good. Oh my gosh. Um, but it got out and it got out to the church staff. But luckily they know my heart and they knew that it wasn't true. Mm. So they were able to combat it. But I just thank goodness that they knew my heart and um, they knew that like I am doing my best to stay in a pure relationship. Of course, everyone slips up every once in a while um, in certain in one way or another, whatever boundaries that you have for your relationship. Um, But I was able to reign very true and say like that is absolutely not the case. Mm. And I can't believe someone would say that. Yeah. And they were able to confront the person who Said that, and they were like, "Well, I th- I just thought they were." <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding oh me? My gosh. I could have lost my job because you thought I was." <laughs> yeah. So, but I completely forgave them, and I forgave the situation and everything like that. Um, and I'm so lucky, lucky that everyone I works with really truly did know my character. Um, and that's something that we will talk about is um, knowing people's character so that um, gossip and church hurt doesn't affect you and affect them. But I'm so lucky that that was the case and that, um, I was able to have a solid, um, foundation, um, with the people that I work with and all my friends who I was able to confide in. Cause it was really upsetting and it's really upsetting to work really hard for something and then yeah. just be completely, um, you know discredited so especially when um, it's not true especially yeah it'd be one thing if it was true and then I was like oh man how'd you find out but it wasn't even true and it could have been it could have been so much worse than it was but I know God definitely had his hand over that situation and it was something that um, I was able to I had a really big learning experience from it um, of um, things that maybe you say to others that can be taken as misconstrued or like things that maybe you post or things that you like and all that kind of stuff, which doesn't have to mean anything, but taken out of context, things can mean a lot worse than what they actually mm-hmm. are. So yeah, for yeah. sure. Yep. What about for you? For
1: me, um, church hurt, I've gone to three churches, um, growing up or throughout my life and, um, have experienced different types of church hurt in each one, um, like, remember, we're in a fallen world. We're all sinners. Mm-hmm. As long as we're on this side of eternity, that hurt's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can try our best to make it not happen. So, one of them, um, I, young single woman, going mm-hmm. by myself without my family. My family was going to a different church, and I felt like I could best be fed and serve at this one and yeah. um, learn a whole lot from them because it was a, a it is a really good church, mm-hmm. but. With me being a young single woman, they didn't want me serving anywhere. They felt like I no. needed my parents, they specifically no. my dad there, and so I wasn't allowed to help in like even the nursery. Like what the emailed heck? them so many times, like hey, I I want to serve. Like I have a heart to serve. Like yeah. that's what we're called to do as Christians. That mm-hmm. what that's what the pastor preaches. Mm-hmm. Like like let me help. And it went on for years, like two two three years. I think I was like sixteen to nineteen years old. Is wow. the age I was going to that church and they they wouldn't so i i figured out different ways and Mm -hmm. like giving teens rides and all stuff like that but like that hurt i was like am i not qualified you think i'm too sinful i am living in sin to not serve and so that that was one situation and um I've had other situations where it was a guy, and so the the young adults, like, treated me differently because mm. of um, not going out with this guy or rejecting mm-hmm. him. Like, that's that's a big one. That, yeah. That hurt a lot because that's your whole community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it's people they deciding don't even,
0: things for you.
1: Exactly. They <laughs> don't even know the situation. Yeah. Never even asked me my side of things and what my thought process was yeah. and what I was going through. But um, church, hurt, church hurt happens to everyone. Um, no one is susceptible to it. Wait, is that the right Everyone word? is susceptible Every, to there it. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> my brain is backwards today. It's okay. Um, But yeah, no. So that's why I think the Holy Spirit laid this topic on both Skylar and I. Um, yeah. That it is something that definitely needs to be talked about. And especially Mm -hmm. with this being a young adult girl podcast, Mm -hmm. this is something that um, a lot of us are sensitive to. Like so much can happen and take be taken the wrong way. And that's how church hurt happens or it's gossiping like as bad as the situation of Skylar's or um, Mm -hmm. recently, or like with mine with a guy or whatever it is. So we just want to speak some truth onto all that without any kind of like bitterness or anything. So now that we're coming at a, at from a point that's wanting to help you heal.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I also want to say too, as we just did a podcast of sin and accountability um, a couple months ago, go back and listen to that if you haven't, because that really does help you understand the difference between accountability and church hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like I talked about in that podcast, we've had a lot of people walk away from church just because they were being held accountable to the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people say that, that, oh, they said that to me, so that's church hurt. But in reality, if you're being held to the Standards of the Bible, that is not church hurt. Um, So it's really cool that we can start to understand the difference between being held accountable and actually having church hurt. Um, So that's what we're going to kind of talk about today. So we kind of wanted to define what church hurt actually was. So church hurt is defined as when a few people in the church hurt someone enough to make that person dislike the whole church itself. So that can happen in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And one way that me and Brie both experienced was gossip. And that is not only um, just like a way that is in young adult groups or girl groups, but that's the whole church. Yeah. Um, but I think we've both definitely experienced it in um, even girl groups because that is so hard because we have these insecurities and issues where we feel like we have to bring others down in order to feel good about ourselves, mm-hmm. which is so common, sadly. Um, so I wanted to read proverbs sixteen twenty eight, and it says a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends gosh yeah and i think that this is such a cool verse because gossip was even an issue back then like go back and read paul's letters paul literally had to address the church and be like stop tearing each other apart yeah this is not what a body of believers should be doing and so this isn't new to our church gossip and church hurt isn't new Um, there's constantly been times where, um, Christians have hurt non-Christians enough to not even want to think about Christianity or, Mm -hmm. um, Christians have driven other Christians away from the church. This is not a new topic. And I, we just really want to, um, address that and say that, um, if it's happening at your church, it could happen anywhere that there's no perfect church.
1: Yeah. Um, That's a big thing to remember. There is not going to be one absolutely perfect church. Yep. Yep.
0: So we just wanted to tell you that and let you know that, um, you're not alone and being able to find people who, um, you're able to trust within the church and kind of going to them first and you can, you alone can change the outcome of your young adult group, your small Mm -hmm. group, the girls at your church, you alone can do that by simply shutting down gossip or, um, talking to people about their church hurt and helping them work through that. You can be the one that God uses to help that, um. So this has been affecting our church lately actually is um, not only church hurt, but also gossip. Um, Like we kind of both mentioned, that was sort of recent for both of us. but even then, even the minor things that people think don't affect others, um, whether it's just, oh, that person got on worship. I don't think they should have that person. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that they're a leader. I don't I don't think they should be a leader. That person. Oh, they've only come to church two times this month. You know, like there's yeah. so many little things that um, people can say that can just be so hurtful. And then if it happens enough the hurt can get overwhelming and make people not want to come back. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just wanted to say that you can be the one to stop that. And I wrote down how to stop gossip literally just tell others to stop seriously and it's awkward and it feels weird because you'll be like hey guys I don't think we should t- be talking about this and then the whole room goes silent and you feel awkward and you feel like a stick in the mud but ultimately
1: that is how to stop gossip make yeah. it awkward make it, is it so hurt. awkward <laughs> especially I mean like if other people are doing it to you and then yeah. you just feel so much remorse yes I mean I, I'll speak for myself like yeah. I do and they're like I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so right. I'm yeah, so sorry. And like, I exactly. apologize. Like, thank you for holding me accountable. And yeah. it's very humbling. And so like, take it as a situation like, okay, I've learned from this. And yep. not so much of like, oh my gosh, like they just, they called me out and that yeah. hurt. That and like and focusing me. on the hurt. Like they embarrassed me in front of everyone. It's like, no, yeah. they're doing it to call everyone out, to yep. hold all of us to a higher standard. And Definitely. that's what we need to remember. It's out of love.
0: Absolutely. Um. So that is the best way to deal with Gossip, which I think is one of the biggest forms of church hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, So just remember that you can be the one to stop that. And we really want to empower you in that and empower you in knowing that no matter what is happening in your church, there is a culture that can change. Um, I'm so grateful to be in the culture that we're in right now because while a lot of parts of it are so nasty, there are also a lot of parts of it where um, you really do have the ability to step up and say, hey, this isn't right. This isn't okay. This isn't what the Bible says to do. And don't ever be afraid of doing that.
1: Yeah. Yep. So, um, now that we've kind of covered that a bit, we in what church hurt is like, Mm -hmm. let's, let's talk about how to deal with it. Like we've told you that we've dealt with it. Mm -hmm. So, um, how do we heal from it? So first and foremost, acknowledge that it happened. Yeah. I know for me, um, going through church hurt, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, okay, mm-hmm. that happened, whatever, let's move on. Yep. And like just stored up bitterness towards those people and didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so acknowledge that it actually happened to you and then pray and tell God about your hurt. Yes, God knows everything that's going on in your life, but he wants to hear from you, yeah. specifically you, and he wants you to talk to him. Mm-hmm. So talk to him about that hurt and what you've gone through because, Because that'll help you really just like recognize what just happened and then ask God to help you forgive. Yeah. These steps are not going to be easy. Healing Mm -hmm. from church hurt is not going to be easy at all. Mm -hmm. So forgiving others is. Um, something that Jesus talks about and doing it 70 times seven it's not just a one-time deal it is something that you have to do over and over and over and make it become a habit it is something that is going to uh, transform (laughs) over time it's a process and I think it perfectly mirrors what it is being a Christian and our journey of being sanctified it's Mm -hmm. a journey it's a process so that's what forgiveness is going to be it's healing it's it's lifting that burden from your heart and Um, the other person, they may not change, but what that's going to be doing is healing you. It's, it's for you to heal and change. Um, and then that's how God is going to help you heal. You ask God to help you heal and, um, and just, just hold you, healed you, heal you and all that jazz. So, um, next read the Bible and find out how the church is supposed to be. Read it for yourself. Research it. Google it. Like look in the YouVersion Bible app. It's Mm -hmm. so easy. Um, But like Skylar was saying, like you have the power to change your community in holding them accountable. How are we going to hold them accountable? It is going to be by knowing the word Mm -hmm. and living that out. So research in the Bible how the church is supposed to be and help your church be that way. Um, And then finally, create boundaries. It is It is awkward. It hurts just like we were talking, but boundaries are so important. It Mm -hmm. is, it's accountability. It is to help you heal. Um, if other people are gossiping, stop it right then and there. If there's conflict between you and somebody else, you go straight to them and you handle it then and you pray about it and, um, you go about it that way.
0: Oh yeah. And that also makes me want to bring up Matthew 18 and Matthew 18 tells you exactly how to deal with conflict. So, um, in Matthew 18 it says um, first you go to the person alone and you talk mm-hmm. to the person um, and you try to reconcile and if the person doesn't change their heart after that then Matthew 18 says to bring someone else bring someone who can be like a mediator almost yeah. um, who can be there to see both sides And but not only that if you feel like if it's something important enough tell them what happened and bring them with you so that they can also provide biblical evidence on how that other person needs to change not in a bad way but to simply say hey, I feel like your heart has been hardened to this issue. Um, And then if that doesn't work, then you are supposed to tell the church. But I feel like this is really misconstrued. Um, A lot of people say, oh, well, since I didn't change our heart, that means that I can tell anyone I want. No, Mm. no. And in this translation of Matthew 18, um, it's specifically, Jesus is specifically saying that's whenever you tell the church elders. So that's whenever you go to your pastor about it. That's whenever Mm -hmm. um, you ask what your next steps are. If you've done all you can to change it, you've tried. get someone else to help you change it it's time to go to your pastor or another pastor and it's time for you to sit down with them and say i've done literally all i can i think this is for you to handle now because i've done all that i can so yeah so those are really good ways um to heal from church hurt um and i also was reading the other day an article by crossroads church um that really helped me so they gave the three r's um for resolving church hurt so the first R is realign. So what does God's word say? So realign the word, but not only with what others are doing to you, but also how you feel. Sometimes you can get so caught up in your emotions mm-hmm. that it's so hard to do the right thing, which guilty. Yeah. <laughs> that is totally me. Sometimes it's so much easier to be like, well, this is how I feel. So I'm going to say that or I'm going to do what I need to do in order to make things right whenever that is not what the Bible tells us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, second R, remember remember what happens so you don't do it to others and shut it down if you see it done to others. So remember your situation. You're not called to have to forget, like forgive and forget. That's really not a biblical thing. The Bible never says to forgive and forget. It simply says to forgive. You're allowed to remember things that happened to you so that you don't have to repeat history so that if someone else does it to you, then um, you're able to be like, hey, I'm not going for that this time. We're going to shut that down right now. Let's talk about um, maybe why we're not getting along." why there's gossip Um, or if maybe it's not even something done to you if it's something done to someone you know or someone you love you're able to be like hey something really similar happened to me and I would love to walk you through this um maybe i didn't handle it the right way so i want you to handle it the right way or here's what god taught me through that so here's what i believe you should do yeah um which is something that is so handy and so nice and that's why we shouldn't forgive and forget like don't ever throw something completely out of your mind
1: because you can forgive but you don't that doesn't mean you have to trust the person anymore that's where the boundaries come into play you can still love them as a brother or sister in christ but forgive them and move on yeah
0: um, if one of your best friends hurts you as our young adults pastor always says, like they don't have to be a huge part of your life anymore. If they right. lost your trust, then that means that there's room for them to grow and you're mm-hmm. not required to be there through that. Um, God will put people in their lives for the time that they need. Um, and maybe he'll put people in their lives who are able to help them grow. But if that's not you, that's okay. Mm-hmm. If you've prayed about it and it hurts too much to handle and you feel like you're being drawn somewhere else and God is giving you peace about it, then walk away. Like the Bible never says to to not walk away. I'm pretty sure Jesus says like turn the other cheek and that doesn't mean to um, fight back, but that means to let whatever happened happen and then you're allowed to walk away. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the third R is return. So this is a big one so return at the end of the day the bible says we do need to be in church Mm -hmm. and this is such a hard one because like i said earlier we've seen so many people walk away from church after church hurt um and some people don't even go to church after that i've met a lot of people um whether it's just talking to them in the grocery store or at a store or something and they're like oh yeah i used to go to church but the people were really mean um Don't do that to someone, but also don't be the person who leaves church um, because people were mean, because people are sinful and they're not a good representation of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Our hearts are not inherently good. Um, we are, Our fleshly desires do end up hurting a lot of people. So just remember that people in the church don't reflect God perfectly, even though we are called to. Um, but if it gets to a point where you do have to leave a church, that's okay, but continue going to church. Mm-hmm. Don't ever get in a place of um, such bad hurt that you decide church just isn't in the cards for you because the Bible doesn't say that that's possible. The Bible encourages fellowship and the Bible... Yeah says that church is a necessity um, for a good relationship with God. Um, And then also, I wanted to just say, (laughs) whenever I was younger, I feel like youth group and everything, I'm sure for you guys too, everyone talked about WWJD, what would Jesus do? And whenever I was younger, that didn't really affect me. But as I'm getting older and I am faced with more church hurt and gossip and stuff like that, Truly, what would Jesus do in your situation? And I feel like it's so much easier for me to think about now with all the circumstances in the temple or circumstances in the Bible, because... Yes, Jesus did flip a table in the temple, but think of all the built up hurt and anger that it took to get there. And he didn't hurt anyone. There's nothing that he did inherently wrong. Um, he did everything out of righteousness. But mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people try to justify their actions while saying it's righteous, mm-hmm. when a lot of times it's not. You're just being extremely emotional, yeah. which is such a hard thing to gauge. Mm-hmm. So That's
1: a hard line to yeah figure out. Yeah. but Which leads into like, don't store up the bitterness. Yeah. Like when we're talking about forgiving 70 times seven, mm-hmm. um, that's what we're talking about, the bitterness. Like don't let that store up. Don't let that build up because that's what happens when you're gossiping a lot. That's yeah. what's happening when you're ranting to people about what's going on and everything. You're mm-hmm. just building up the bitterness inside of you yeah. and in others. And Definitely. it's ultimately just gonna hurt you and others. Yeah. Um, and then to remember something that I've learned recently is that bitterness all bitterness is ultimately rooted um, in like its direction is towards God. Like you are ultimately bitter towards God in that Mm -hmm. situation because it's his creation and it's what um, he's, he's made. And Mm -hmm. so don't let others misrepresentation of God be your view of God. That is a huge one. Um, No matter who's hurt you, what church it is or whatever, like don't let them be your view of God because Yes, we are made in the image of God, but like Skylar said, we are still sinners. We're not perfect. We haven't been made perfect yet. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're going to misrepresent him a lot because there's still sin in our lives. As long as we're on this side of eternity, there's going to be. So let your view of God be of what it says in his word. You Mm -hmm. have to be in his word to get to know who he actually is. Get to know his character, study his character, his emotions, who he is, everything, so that you don't misrepresent others as him. Definitely. So examine yourself and be aware if you have caused church hurt. That is a huge thing. And it... It hurts and nobody really ever wants to do it, but Mm -hmm. it's something that's necessary. Even if you've been, um, if you've experienced a lot of church hurt, like I challenge you to just examine yourself, take inventory of all your actions and intent or the words you've said and how others are reacting to you and whatever position that you are in the church. Um, See how they're reacting to that and then seek accountability. Ask, Mm -hmm. like, Oftentimes you have to ask your accountability partner, like, hey, what is something that I am like not doing well in? What's something mm-hmm. that I need to be more like Christ in? Yeah. Um, and then they'll be able to point those things out because mm-hmm. you've welcomed them to do that. Yeah. And accountability partners should be pointing that stuff out anyway. But sometimes you do need to ask. So Definitely. get in the habit of asking that every now and then. i mm-hmm. like, hey, where do I need to grow? Um, and so, like, how do we not be bitter towards others just forgive. Yeah. Over and over. I have somebody in my life that, um, has years of torment on me that (laughs) has, um, become my inner critic. It's that voice. And so it's very easy for me whenever I'm around that person to be very angry towards them and be like, you're the one that's caused me all this pain. Mm -hmm. But it is only recently that I've actually been able to rebuild that, that relationship with them because I'm, forgiving every single day Mm -hmm. and often it's like every moment of every day and there's so every single time I don't want to forgive them yeah this is not an easy thing to do yeah so um with not storing up that bitterness, just forgive and I know I've said that a lot this episode Mm -hmm. but it is so important that's why it's repeated so much yeah that's good
0: yeah So that's how we are called to deal with church hurt and there's no like perfect band-aid that will cause perfect healing. Like that's really not how it works. But church hurt is different for each person. Maybe you're not even hurt by gossip. Maybe it's something else. But Mm -hmm. um, we strongly encourage you to seek God's word first. Seek mentorship um, and don't church hurt other people back. And that is something that is so important is we are not called to um, hurt others who hurt us. We are called to walk away. We are called to turn the other cheek. Um, So while it is the easiest thing to do is if someone hurts you, hurt them back. Or if someone hurts you, talk about it and tell other people. Um, Sometimes it can even feel like the right thing to do. Like, oh, I'm warning you about this person. I'm warning you not to trust them. I'm warning you not to do that. It can feel so right to do that. But at the same time, it's so wrong and it Mm -hmm. is so hard whenever those things do happen. So we're going to move on to our question. Um, So our Q&A question for today is how to not ignore red flags before or in dating. So this is such a good question, and it kind of talks. It kind of applies to um, the one that we went over last month. Um, But how to not ignore red flags? So have accountability partners. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would mostly say, while having accountability partners who aren't in the same stage of life of you is a really good thing, have accountability partners who are maybe a married couple already. Um, I feel like that is a really good idea, and um, I feel like if that's the case if you go to them they'll be able to say oh yeah like that's that's hard but that's okay cuz we me and my husband have dealt with that before mm-hmm. or they'll be able to say man that is a really big red flag that I don't know if you want your husband to have that because of these reasons right um so I would definitely say have an accountability partner and have ones who are married yeah um, be very careful when choosing your
1: accountability yes, partners yeah. because you in or mentors really yeah. because you want them to be at a stage in life like okay I admire what they're doing I see God in them I see yeah. how much they're implementing him and living for him like yeah. I I would like to be there too yeah I love their representation of god mm-hmm. so in that like yes you want them to be there too but also be careful that it is it is people that are not biased and just wanting you to be in a relationship yes. that is a huge thing like for sure. our family and friends love us and mm-hmm. that shows in how much they want us to be in relationships i can yeah. speak from this because being single and 22 yeah there's a lot of people in my life that are like i just want you to be happy and that's great and i yeah. love them for that for sure but If you have somebody if you have a mentor, a married couple that you're wanting to talk to about relationships and get mm-hmm. real honest advice, mm-hmm. that is not just going to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful on who you're choosing.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I can speak from that too, because in the pilot episode, I talked about how I had a high school boyfriend and, um, I was kind of blinded by like, you know, oh, I'm in a relationship and everything's going so good. But everyone around me was feeding into that too. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Skylar, you and him are just so perfect together. Like you guys are going to get married. You guys are going to have the cutest babies, like all this stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh yeah thank you so much like I'm so excited (laughs) and then now I'm sitting here like why would they do that to me they saw (laughs) all the red flags they saw everything that was going on and they were still like encouraging it um which I think is hard especially if you're like a hyper emotional teenager like Mm -hmm. what do we know um but definitely surround yourself with people who are of sound mind and sound judgment because it can be hard if your accountability partner is someone who's single they might not understand Mm -hmm. um and that's okay and you can tell them that if you're good friends with that if you're good friends with them, um, you can be like, hey, um, I actually, I'm going to, I'm still going to have accountability with you for this, but I think I'm going to leave my relationship accountability to my mentor or to these people. Um, And if they're your friend and your accountability partner, they will totally understand that. Yeah, that that
1: is such a healthy thing. And if you're the single one and your friend that's in a relationship is saying that to you, Mm -hmm. like you need to be careful too. Like you need to accept that. Like that's just a part of life. Like you should be okay. Like, Hey, I don't have experience in that area. I'm not in the same season of life. Like Mm -hmm. that's okay. Yeah, definitely. Like God, God has taught me other things and that's awesome. That's a huge blessing. Yeah. Um, And another way to not ignore red flags before
0: or in dating um, is talking to the person that um, you're talking to or you're dating. Mm -hmm. Um, There needs to be open communication there. And if the other person isn't open to open communication, then that's a red flag in and of itself. Yep. Um, There should always be a way for you to express, hey, this happened and I don't know, I'm feeling really uneasy about it or you did this and it made me really uncomfortable. And if that person is able to say, wow, you're... You're right I'm so sorry or sorry I didn't realize that was a trigger for you or I'm sorry that that happened to you before I'll try my best not to do it again that's such a healthy way um to have someone in your life um talk about those things but look at if they're trying to blame you for things yeah look at if they're blaming you their red flags on you. Cause that was something I used to deal with all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're feeling that way. It's not my fault. Like that's not a red flag on me. Cause you're the one feeling that way. Yeah. And that is very unhealthy. And I would strongly encourage you to run from that or seek your mentor about that because mm-hmm. that won't just last through talking or dating that'll last into marriage. Yeah.
1: Um, and that is something really big that we do want you to look at. And I think so. last episode Skylar was talking about, um, uh, how to know the question was like how to know when a Christian man is ready. Mm-hmm. And one of the things was seeing the growth in him, seeing that he has a yeah. teachable attitude and that yes. he wants to be disciplined. Yeah, Like if you're not seeing that in him, that is the biggest red flag. Definitely. Um. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that being another red flag, those two things like mentorship, having people in your life, speaking truth into you and yeah. keeping you accountable, open communication with him. Mm-hmm. And then also just prayer, like, yeah, Like have some time and just be still in the Lord's presence to hear from him and have him guide you in it because he wants to. He wants to bless you and he wants to lead you in the correct direction. Yeah. So you need to have that time and pray about it consistently and fervently.
0: Yeah. Amen. That's so good. So that's how that is our advice about how to not ignore red flags before or even in dating. Um, We really hope that we could help you guys out. And um, that's all we have for today's episode. Um, If you want to ask us a question, uh, a Q&A question so that we can answer it on the podcast, text Yeah Girl, Y-A-G-I-R-L to 618-224-1216. And you could submit a question and we can answer it on air but other than that um thank you so much for tuning into our podcast today um we really hope that we are able to bless you guys and answer some questions that maybe you had about church hurt and um relationships because that seems to be um a common thing that Mm -hmm. we're discovering in our q a (laughs) section um but we thank you guys so we thank you guys so much for listening and we can't wait to see you next time bye bye